Yeah, no, Jordan's a, Jordan loves a good one. I mean, he came out, he looked dominant. He looked like he was controlling that offense. The three years behind A-Rod, it definitely helped him. I know he still has some bad rep about when he first got drafted, didn't know the playbook, all that. I think all that's over. I think Jordan loves the franchise of Green Bay. All about the Balls Podcast! With Mark Davis, Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to All About the Balls Fantasy Podcast. Yes, this is not your normal crew. We are missing Luke Rule, but I am joined alongside Chris Gemeinhart, Nick the Doc Skirkowitz, and we are here to break down some waiver wire names that you should be out there looking for. Who are not featured in a lot of uh, leagues some teams off some leagues they'll have them because some people know a little more than us but chris how are you doing coming out of fantasy you had a big fucking week you went two and oh you beat me in dynasty or you beat doc and dynasty you beat me in the redraft league so big wins for you yeah it was a great great fantasy weekend i mean the redraft wasn't too stressed about going into it and then dynasty i was going against stock and i i fucked up i had Christian Watson playing. I didn't check my lineup. So he was in London dropped a goose egg. So I thought doc was easily going to get the dub over me, but Dak being Dak should have couldn't Dak being Dak couldn't get those eight points in a no. 40 to zero game. So it's crazy. It's 40 zero. And the quarterback did not get much points. That's yeah. crazy. So shout out to Dallas's defense. Shout out to Tony Pollard and shout out to, Mike McCarthy over there to bench, not bench, but to pull Dak out early in the fourth. So that way I could pull away with a start the dynasty with a one and O record. Doc, I know me and you are in the same boat. We lost both of our matchups in this, in the dynasty and the redraft league. I think your problem is you have a curse because your players, your team name is a player you don't even have on your team. So I think if you change that, I think your fortune might change around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that definitely definitely might help in the uh, redraft league. I mean, the dynasty, obviously, uh, so much went wrong in the dynasty league. Um, I, I don't know what Philly is doing with DeAndre Swift. That one hurt. I mean, you can pretty much call it a goose egg. That was 1.3 for, for an RB1. I mean, you can pretty much call it a goose egg to match up against uh, Drake London. But um, just a very disappointing football weekend for me in general, uh, at least on the NFL side of things. Um, so I am definitely uh, – I'm in talks with my chaplain right now. You know, we're 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 communicating. Uh, so you know, resources are available, and uh, we're 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 trying to work through this. I did see that uh, you when we were talking, we just did a recording for the uh, NFL recap of the week. I saw DeAndre Swift got on the trading block for Dynasty. So yeah, it's crazy how that worked out. Are you trading Dak? I heard there's a trade rumor out there. I, I'm there was Dak a... if you. You're what? What are you willing to get? What are you willing to go for Dak? I mean, we can talk business off air, but I'm interested in Dak Prescott for the <laughs> Dynasty. So, all right, I, I need a QB. I that. lost, I lost Aaron Rodgers probably for the years. So, and speaking of that, that, that just goes right into it. They're in the redraft league. Aaron Rodgers. We had some injuries this week. I, I have my note pattern here, guys. So, so many notes. Unlike Luke, boys, I'm, I'm fucking got notes. Look at this shit. I got two notepads over here. If you're not two, listening, no, fucking I got this guy's prepared, I got one, dude. One for fantasy, one for college and NFL, like talks to talk about. I'm over here, dude. Like, my office is like, Do you even work? I was like, Yeah, I'm fucking working for the podcast. That's what I'm doing. I'm free. <laughs> so I, I, I get paid free. to do this. I love it, man. But some big injuries. I, I mean, even Tyler, Cock- work. Tyler Cochran got hurt for the Browns. So, I mean, does that affect the, the Bengals or the Browns uh, run game? I, I think not still, but. 
Aaron Rodgers, we just saw. That's the big takeaway. Aaron mm. Rodgers with his the goose egg, essentially. Yeah, goose egg. Uh, zero points because he feared to tear his Achilles. That artificial turf needs to fucking go, but that's not what the show's about. But for you fantasy owners, Aaron Rodgers, man, I'm sorry. We're going to use some names maybe to stream out there, but God, boys, that's a big hit for anyone that owns Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah, I mean, that, that's probably a- you were probably expecting a big, big year. I mean, he has Wilson out there, and then to come out and last four minutes, put up zero points, and then reports right now is torn Achilles, so you know he's done. So that's tough for Mark, man, because Mark knows all about only being able to last four minutes, uh, you know, in any in any pressure yeah. situation. So at least I, I last more than four. So like he lasted four plays, I last more than four pumps. I'll tell you that right now. That's so. true. Uh, yeah, that that might be true. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You, you got to yeah, have think, at least four pumps. Yeah. So. He has a- Point one yard right there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh uh, no, Deontay Johnson hamstring. He was he, he you saw him holding it. Uh, we haven't heard much about it. Mike Tomlin's been quiet, so maybe on Wednesday when we talk college, we're also going to talk uh, football there. Maybe we'll update with that Deontay Johnson. So that's a big loss. Um, with that, we're going to mention maybe some some names to maybe replace Deontay Johnson with, for, especially from the Steelers at least. So. Oh, yeah, and then we also – we had – sorry. We had uh, Aaron Jones. I don't think he came back because they were up by so big, but you saw him holding his hamstring as he was heading off after that big touchdown. So that's a big loss if you have Aaron Jones too, if he's out you know, for a couple weeks or not. So That was arguably yes. the number one-two the number one, uh, one, punch in, in the NFL. I think I think the Falcons are making a push for that, for that claim, but uh, they were talking Packers being number one in that one-two punch for the running back. I think I – I think after what the Jets just did, too, I think Cook would get a little more involved. I think Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook are going to argue that spot, too, now. They so. might. I mean, Brees Hall dominated that backfield tonight. God. Yeah, he, he was a fucking freak, dude. Welcome and back to the league, Don't sleep on Stevenson and Elliott. Well, that's what I was going to say. He's going to be – I'm telling you right now, spoiler, you will have – you will hear Stevenson on the Wednesday's portion of must-starts, must-sits going into fantasy week. So, But, boys, let's start off with, with the waiver wire. I start with the quarterback position. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So if you're needing a QB out there, why not go for the guy that replaced him in Green Bay? Why not go for Jordan Love? I mean, he looked phenomenal week one against the Bears. I, I we'll see what the, the Falcons defense can do this week against them. But I think long term, Jordan Love might be the guy. We're going to get Christian Watson back. I think he made some phenomenal throws, some Aaron Rodgers esque throws out there, some beautiful back shoulder uh, throws out there. Romeo Dobbs and the boys. He looks spot on, and I, I think it's not a reach. I, he's not. Uh, I look at the stats. He's not like, rostered in a lot of leagues. So I say Jordan Love, give him a chance, especially this week. Yeah, no, Jordan's a, Jordan Love's a good one. I mean, he came out, he looked dominant. He looked like he was controlling that offense. The three years behind A-Rod, it definitely helped him. I know he still has some bad rep about when he first got drafted, didn't have the playbook, all that. I think all that's over. I think Jordan Love's the franchise of Green Bay. I mean, I'm going to show I'm going to show a little favoritism here. I think – I think Derek Carr's a little sneaky grab. I mean, he only he was only owned in twenty eight point one percent of leagues right now. He did have a little lackluster of touchdowns. He only had one touchdown last game, but he did throw for three hundred five yards. And Carr has the easiest schedule in the NFL the rest of the year. So I think those touchdowns are going to come. He's going to get that connection with Thomas, Alave, Rashid, Rashid, and Jimmy Graham. I mean, they didn't play Jimmy Graham much. And I think they're saving saving his plays for later in the season. 
Call me crazy, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mac Jones. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of people probably not probably not roster Mac Jones after what we saw last year. Um, Kind of the training wheels still put on him. It it seemed like New England was kind of trying to run him out of town. But I mean, granted, he threw the ball 54 times against Philly. But as a fantasy owner, you don't give a shit how many times he throws the ball. You give a shit about yards, touchdowns. He had three touchdowns, threw over 300 yards. Um, a couple carries, 15 yards doesn't hurt either. I mean, it, 35 of 54, I'll take that all day long for over 30 points. I mean, I I love me some Mac Jones after this week. Yeah, he's only rostered docking 4.9% of leagues on ESPN. I'm so. telling you, dude. And, and he went up against a stout Philly defense, dude. We're not talking he played against, I'm going to say it, the Bears. You know, we, we ain't talking he played the Bears defense, but he went, he went up against a very, very stacked Philly defense to come out and put up numbers like that. Again, he had to throw some Tom Brady numbers with 35 of 54 passing. But, you know, again, the points is all that matters at the end of the day. And Tom Brady was there, too. So maybe he had that Tom Brady, like, you know, juju out there. That inner channel, dude. Yeah, Yeah. and I know we'll talk about it Wednesday with starts and sit-ums. But Mac Jones is going against the Dolphins next next week, which the Dolphins have allowed the second most points to the quarterback's position in 2022. So, and – Hey, they let Herbert ball out on their defense. So I mean, Mac yeah, Jones is definitely, yeah. definitely a sneaky pick, especially High score only, game of the week. Only pretty much five percent owned, and he scored twenty four point one percent this week. Hey, pick him up and stash him. I was mm. thinking the same thing. That's like the spoiler, like for that was start Mac and start Stevenson. I think they let a lot to Eckler and Kelly. So we'll talk about that Wednesday. But hey, I think Baker Mayfield too, boys. I mean, he showed some potential out there in the fourth quarter. He was starting to get warmed up with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. You know. I I will have, I want to see what he does this week. I'm unfortunately going to have to play him in Dynasty, so I'm forced to my Superflex League, but he's playing against the Bears defense. They are at home in, in Tampa, so why not stash him? You don't have to play him every week, but if you're a guy that likes to stream QBs or, you know, maybe have a questionable, like, you know, like, for example, Josh Allen played the Jets tonight, you know, maybe you want to avoid that for the future. But I think Baker, much as I give him, I think it's worth it to have him at least maybe streaming him here and there. I mean, I think – so I love the Baker pick. Just jumping back to Mac Jones real quick, I think yeah, kind of transitioning to the wide receiver move. I think huge – if you have two if you have two of your bench players that just shit the bed, hey, I think another sneaky pick, Kendrick Bourne, 2.3% oh, yeah. owned in fantasy right now. Stack him with Mac Jones. I mean, I know it's hard to get excited about a guy that's only averaged 3.7 targets per game in his career – but the man popped off and looked like the wide receiver one for the New England Patriots, getting 24.4 fantasy points. And for listeners out there, we're just doing ESPN. So, I mean, I don't know what y'all's stats or percentages are for like Sleeper or Yahoo, but we're just talking ESPN here because that's what we run our redraft on. But I think hey, last year, Kendrick, by the way, Chris, last year doing ESPN, I think it's Sleeper from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think <laughs> I'm going off Sleeper. You, I think if you can, if you can steal. Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne, and Bourne is that wide receiver one. You can stack them together, and you're gonna, hey, you're gonna turn your team around. I had Bourne on my list too of receivers when we go when we get to there. I I was high on Bourne. I mean, he's a weird player too. Like he has some games where he goes off and then he disappears. But maybe with Bill O'Brien, maybe let's like, like Doc said, that's the key. We talked about that in the offseason when we did our show. Bill O'Brien is offensive mind, and he's bringing that culture to New England again, like he had with Brady back in the day. But Mac Jones, Kendrick Bourne, we'll see what Juju can do, but why not? I mean, if they have chemistry, that's that's a guy maybe to steal at least away from everybody else. Even if you don't play him, at least you have him on there so no one else takes him. 
Exactly. Yeah, don't let them don't don't get beat by nobody else with them. Yeah, that's what I did this week. Well, in a couple of leagues, I took Noah Gray just so no one else could take him because Kelsey wasn't playing. But yeah, I don't know if you have any more QBs, boys. You guys want to hammer? I, mean, I know we did four there, but I mean, I got I got one. I mean, I might pick him up just on the potential. Just give him a week or two riding the bench, see what happens. But um, maybe give Matthew Stafford a shot. I mean, all he was missing was the touchdown numbers, but the dude, 24-38 completions, 334 yards. The fact he didn't have a touchdown with over 300 yards passing, like, that's surprising. You know what I mean? I mean, you can only get so close to the end zone before you got to punch it in with the running back. But um, this is a guy, he is literally two touchdowns away from being one of the premier passers in fantasy this week. Um, So, you know, definitely, you know, if you you had Aaron Rodgers and he's hurt and you're in a one-quarterback, you know, you don't have a super flex – you know, maybe not a bad idea to just throw him on the bench and see how he does for another week or two. And, you know, maybe he might be your guy coming up. Yeah, definitely. He definitely Chris, showed vintage Stafford this week. Chris, you have any running backs on mine? You know, like that's a that's a hot item too because, like I said, we get injuries. Like J.K. Dobbins just got hurt. That's another name we didn't mention, J.K. Dobbins towards Achilles. So, I mean, now you need a running back. He's a lot of people's second or even flex player. So, any running backs out there you got an eye on? Yeah, I mean, I have a couple running backs here. I mean, biggest thing right now is I think you're hitting that panic button on Swift right now. I mean, one rushing attempt, two targets. That Eagles, that Eagles backfield is a fucking mess right now. Yeah, Kenneth Gainwell, I mean, he played sixty-two percent of the snaps, had fourteen of the sixteen running back carries, and four targets. I mean, he's looking like he's potentially going to be the number one there but i mean still that backfield's insane but my my pickup right now in waivers for running backs is kyrene williams i mean he's only owned 10.2 percent i mean him and cam Akers, kyron williams played 67 percent of the snaps 15 carries two targets 54 yards and two touchdowns while you have cam Akers, only 33 percent of the snaps so kyron williams looks like he definitely won that running back one position over Cam Akers. Yeah, Cam Akers, I think I saw a stat from one of my like, chats. He was the sixth player since 2000 have 23 rushing attempts and under 30 yards. So that's pretty bad. That's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, so I, is... I agree with you there, Chris. Kyron Williams, hot item, dude. He had two touchdowns too. So yeah, very, which is sad because like, I, I personally had a big year or big – outlook on cam Akers. i thought he was going to do great i mean it's his contract year we know how nfl players do on their contract year but he doesn't look like he's going to live up to that hype <laughs> he don't look like he wants to get paid exactly no, not at all and then chris i mentioned jk dobbins i'm high i mean i'm not high but i say go take a chance on justice hill or gus edwards though those are the backup running backs for the ravens so they're running offense. I mean, they have oh, they feature heavily, so why not get the placement of J.K. Dobbins? I mean, like I said, if you just stash them there and see what they're going to make of them in the next couple of weeks, be aware, though, they do each have injury history as well. But when they're there, they're, they're pretty productive. So I, I say take a chance on those Ravens uh, running backs. Yeah, the Ravens running backs, they're a fucking mess. I mean, they always get injured. But I think Justice Hill, 0.3% owned in rosters right now, very low. Gus Edwards, 21.4%. So he might be a little bit harder to get. But, I mean, their snap count after Dobbins went down, Justice Hill, 29% of snaps with two touchdowns. And then Gus Edwards, 22 snaps, eight carries, no targets. I think Hill is going to be a little bit more demand in the waiver wire just because of those touchdowns. But I'm I'm not out yet on Gus Bus. I think he's gonna he's gonna go in there and he's gonna get his carries. 
Yeah, I agree there. Yeah, I definitely can't go wrong with that. Uh, my pick for the week is going to be uh, – I'm going to go bias here. I mean, the guy put up numbers. guy played great. He had the hit of the week as an offensive player and not on a tackle by a turnover. Um, the guy absolutely trucked through the linebacker uh, on a run up the field. I'm going Roshan Johnson for the Bears, former Longhorn. Shout out to you, Mark. Um, but, you know, the Bears, we obviously seen that, that the Bears are, are never tied to a sole running back, or at least they haven't been in several years. Um, the way they, they – mix Khalil Herbert into the into the game plan with David Montgomery last year in a contract year. Um and then Khalil Herbert proved himself and and you know worked David Montgomery out of the out of the picture. But I think that Roshan Johnson is going to be like what Khalil Herbert was when we picked him up or David Montgomery when we picked him up, you know, he's going to prove himself by midseason. He's going to be starting on this team. He is an absolute monster. Um all through Everything that I've seen since since we drafted him um, in OTAs and camp in, in the preseason and everything, he has just been a workhorse and done some pretty incredible things. And he works side by side with Bijan Robinson. So you hope that, you know, the two of them put some stuff together and, and we're able to, to bounce some stuff off each other. But uh, the natural talent is definitely there. Um, a steal, in my opinion, for for the Bears to get him. Um so Roshan Johnson, 17 and a half. And again, I'm going off sleeper. I'm not going off of uh, off the of ESPN app. Um, so my numbers are also a little distorted as far as the rosters, uh, roster numbers. But um, Roshan Johnson is definitely – yeah, he's definitely a guy that I'm not only picking up, but I might – and we'll talk about him more later this week, but I might even put him in a flex spot this week. So a thing I saw – I noticed when I was watching – well, Red Zone came on. I saw Roshan there a lot in the passing uh, downs. And, and that's huge, especially in fantasy if you're in a PPR league. So – and this is not to be biased. I mean, I am I am a Longhorn fan, hook em horns. We beat Alabama, but uh, it's no here or there for this episode. But um, Roshan was a – he was a beast out there. I mean, you know, he was a former quarterback that transferred or switched positions. But Bijan was there. So, like, obviously he's the man. But Roshan averaged 5.6 yards attempt in college uh, per carry, and he was a beast. You know, I mean, he's good at pass catching as well, and I think that they found something there. I said it. I was high on Roshan. I didn't get him in any of my, my drafts and any of my leagues, but I think he has potential to be there. I also Chris think Joshua Kelly. He had 16 carries uh, for the Chargers, and you have Austin Eckler back there. So maybe the Chargers are on to something. Maybe this was an outlier because, like I said, Herbert didn't have the greatest game. He didn't have a bad game, but – Joshua Kelly had some uh, some big plays too as the number two behind Austin Eckler. Yep. No, absolutely. Real and, quick question on uh, yeah. on the Bears depth chart: Who's the number one running back? Khalil Herbert. Oh fuck! I thought it was Justin Fields. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, pretty much. Honestly, I wouldn't even say that because I don't even think he he honestly. He the, the man just can't set his feet. I, you, you know what? what we'll, we'll dive it. We we'll dive into that in the NFL episode. <laughs> but Chris, receivers. We we mentioned Deontay Johnson hurt hurt hamstring. Is this time Al Robinson came? Or he was already in, but a decent little game. I think he had a little eleven points or something like that. Is Allen Robinson worth you think the uh, the potential pickup? Yeah, I mean, he only owned in one point seven percent of the snaps. He's, I mean, he suddenly became fantasy relevant when Deontay Johnson went down. Robinson could find himself playing every down this week against the Browns. So, I mean, it, Hey, it's worth it. I mean, if you're desperate, I think there's better options out there, but if you're desperate for him to come out, then hey, he's a solid pickup. Yeah. The guy I love, I'm loving boys. And we mentioned it. If you have if you haven't listened to it yet, go watch the NFL recap. Puka Nuka, the fifth round mm. pick out of BYU, dude. He put up 21.9 fantasy points. He had 10 receptions for 119 yards, 
and uh, he had 15 targets. So the volume was there for him. Matthew Stafford seemed to love him, and Tutu Atwell as well. is another guy you could probably look at. But these Rams receivers, Tutu and, and Puka Nuka, man, I'm high on them. I wouldn't play them this week. Hold off on that because they're playing the Niners defense, and we saw it against the Steelers, but and it's in San Francisco. So maybe not play them this week, but, hey, pick them up, stash them, get them ready when they have a pretty bad matchup. So I'm high on the Rams receivers after week one. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking over at Duval County right now. Zay Jones, probably the second best catch this week behind Wilson tonight. Zay Jones had a nasty touchdown grab. He is owned in 29.8% of roster. So, I mean, might be a little bit harder to get. But, hey, Jones was not very far behind Calvin Ridley in snaps played or routes ran. He's clearly the number two. He got 16.5 fantasy points this week. And Christian Kirk, he finished with three targets and only 1.9%. So Zay Jones, clearly that wide receiver two out there in Duval County. Yeah. I I did look up the numbers for for ESPN for the purpose of the show. Um, and I'm proud to say I'm coming in at a 2% rostered. Another one shout out uh, to one of our hosts, Chris. This one goes to you, Rashid Shahid. Um, I mean, aside from what we saw on the receiving side of the ball and what he can bring to this offense with, with Derek Carr, um, having him as a return man, yes, he did fumble one. That is a tough loss, you know, but if he works out those jitters and gets gets it under control, I mean, this is a guy that can explode and get you some points on the return game as well. Um, so it's kind of a two-pronged attack for him. He also had, I think, one or two carries in the game as well. So uh, really a... Yeah, two carries for 11 yards, so really a three-prong attack for this guy. So they're utilizing him in a lot of different ways, which is great for a fantasy owner. A guy can get you a lot of points in multiple ways. So uh, 19 points this week. Definitely look at Rashid Shahid and hope that, uh, you know, five or six for 89 yards and the score continues throughout the time. And that's what that's a, that's a veteran quarterback. It does not matter who your number one is and who you're trying to go for. The goal is just getting the ball into the end zone, getting points, and that's what they showed this week. So uh, very excited to see to see that continue. Yeah, Pete Carmichael is trying to get him the ball any way possible. He's definitely a playmaker. I think he's great early pickup. I think while Michael Thomas is still getting his feet under him, he's going to be the number two that Derek Carr is going to look deep for some deep throws. I think he's a great pickup. Yeah, they, they're, they're building a really, really solid receiving core uh, between Shahid, Alave, and and Michael Thomas out there. Nice to see some a couple of good catches by Michael Thomas early in the game. Nice to see him coming back. Hopefully we can keep healthy. Yeah, we'll see. Fingers he might strong. be a must-start later on in the year, like Chris said, if he gets his feet back underneath him. But, hey, I also say Chris mentioned Kendrick Bourne and also Josh Reynolds from the Lions. He It seems like he, he, when he was last year, too. He made some good plays, and then, you know, his mom, St. Brown, but – he had some good seven targets as a number two. So keep eye on those two guys. Tight ends, boys. We just mentioned the Lions. I'm high on Sam Laporta. I, I think he's an excellent tight end coming out of Iowa. I think he, it might not be right away, but he's slowly it's looked at it in Kansas City. He was slowly getting involved in that offense. I think down the road, you're going to want Sam Laporta on your team. You can play, like I said, you can, in a flex, you can play two tight ends. So I think stashing Sam Laporta, getting him on your roster, he's going to be involved with the Lions. Jared Goff does not mind tight ends, so he's going to target him. Obviously, Mont St. Brown's going to take pressure off him, too. So I think I and Sam Laporta, for the long run, is a good pickup. Yeah, I mean, tight ends right now, it's rough. I mean, you have your top three, then you have your middle pack, and then everything drastically fucking drops. Like, you're adding these guys and saying, hey, I hope for a touchdown 
or I hope for a couple catches in a PPR league. I mean, I think I'm there's a couple good ones. I'm looking more towards Zach Ertz with the Cardinals, 39% owned. I mean, I know I know fantasy managers, they aren't super excited about the Cardinals. They're supposed to be super bad, but I think they're pretty good. I mean, he had 10 targets, ran as many routes as Mark Hughes Brown in week one, and it looked like Dobbs was trying to give him the ball. I mean, he almost had that late touchdown, so I think Zach Ertz would be a sneaky pick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you guys pretty much nailed it um, for the tight ends I'm looking through here. Um, I mean, you have Hayden Hurst and, and Hunter Henry, too. I was thinking Doc. I mean, Yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple of guys you can go with. Um I mean, everybody's looking pretty rostered, but Musgrave was a good one. I mean, a solid for a tight end in, a, in his rookie season, three or four receptions, 50 yards. Um, another guy I'm going to go with, um, I know he's probably kind of rostered high as Cole Komet. I think he's around 80-ish, a little over 80%. Um, if he's a guy that is not picked up in your league, he's a guy you definitely need to look to if you didn't see the Bears offense play this week and their uh, refusal to go vertical passing for whatever fucking reason. Um, you're looking at that short pass from the tight end, and uh, Cole Komet is definitely going to help deliver that from Justin Fields in a, in a simple check down to your tight end. Yeah, and if um... – you know, like we mentioned, I think Hunter Henry, he played big for the Mac Jones. And and Hayden Hurst, it like that's where Bryce Young was looking at a lot. So, you know, yeah. a young quarterback's best friend's a tight end. And Hayden Hurst's got a and lot look of experience at, out there. I'll add one more. Look at Gusecki. Uh, what's his number on, on ESPN? Oh, I don't even know. I didn't even look at Gusecki. I was looking at Hunter Henry because he had, he had that touchdown. And I think that with Bill O'Brien, it's going to start. These tight ends are finally going to start getting involved. You know, sucks that John, Johnny Smith's not there anymore, but oh, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll change. I'll change. Go with Mike Gusecki. Um, 12.6% on ESPN. Definitely guy to look for. Um, we talked a little bit about Mac Jones as being one of, you know, a possible pickup as well um, with the completions and the numbers that he put up this week. So, um, you know, if you got a quarterback that can throw over 300 yards every week, you got a tight end that's going to make some catches and get some yards as well. So, uh, Gasecki, I honestly, I don't even think he's a bad tight end. Um, I thought it was a good pickup by New England to get him, so I'm kind of surprised to see that he is so low. Uh, but it probably is because, again, let's be real. After last season, Mac Jones is your quarterback. I mean, we 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 got to call spade a spade, right? Yeah. But um, I mean, and I don't. I know you guys weren't as prepared, but just a couple quick points I have for defense. If you're streaming. I think the Cardinals against the Giants will look good. I mean, the Cardinals defense look good against the Commanders. The Giants offense look bad. I know that in the Dallas Cowboys, but the Cardinals can maybe shut them down. The Browns, we saw what they did. They're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have question marks now uh, with their offense. And then the Bucks playing against the Bears. The Bears had a struggling game. The Bucks defense looked decent against Minnesota. And the Annapolis Colts are playing against Houston Texans. And the Colts, they did give up 34 points to or 31 points, whatever, to the, to the uh, Jaguars. But – Fantasy purposes, they had a pretty good scoring game. So, I don't know. There's some defense right there. I'm not going to do kickers. Kickers, if you're having trouble kickers, I'm sorry. That's just yeah, not what we, we, we yeah. yeah, we can't help you with that. There ain't enough time in the day for that. I Tucker, he only got me two points in fantasy, so I'm with you there. But good episode, boys. You know, good to get some fantasy. And I know we're going to, you know, like I said, we're going to Wednesday. When we do college. We'll, we'll uh, dive into the must-starts, must-sits kind of you know idea there. We'll get Luke involved in that one. I think Luke can get. Good in that one. I think at the waivers where he was struggling. So, but hey, Chris, like I said, man, congrats. You're you're one and oh in both leagues. Doc, we have some work to do. Yeah. Yeah. I need uh, I need Jesus. Yep. I need football gods on my side this year. It's just not Yeah, working. I need football Jesus. I feel that. But 
Uh, shout out, like I said, to all the fans and owners out there. If you're listening, hopefully our advice helps you out. And if you haven't already listened, listen to the show. Listen to week one's recap. We're going to have college in here. We're going to have our NFL pricks pr- preview and uh, predictions. NFL pricks? Yeah, God, I almost fucked that one up. But I'm Mark Davis. That's Chris Kameinhart. That's Nick Doc Skirkwins. We are All About the Balls podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.